It's the show you're looking for. <laughs> you see what I did there? Jesse? Yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the Bitcoin Podcast Network's Just the Headers, where it, the, 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 the theme of the show, the point of the show, is in the title of the show. This is just the headlines in the crypto world from the last week that you might have missed. If you were, I don't know, living your life like T.I. and Rihanna would say. Just live your life. But uh, we collect the headlines and we give them to you. And we call it just the headers. Because if, if you're new to crypto, then you might not know that every block has a header. So it's like a pun. It's like a play on words. Uh, I'm your, I'm a host of the show my name is d long time long time host of a mini a show on the bitcoin podcast network and i'm accompanied by jesse the man broke the world's most interesting man back again gracious with his presence jesse lay it on him Ooh, today was an interesting day Ooh, lay it on us <laughs> i updated my facebook profile picture oh dear lord is it just you flexing in the sun, glistening off of your tries? No, no. Oh, okay. It was a picture picture of uh, me, my grandpa, and my sister in Mexico. Oh, that's sweet, though. Yeah, I thought it was nice. <laughs> oh, I bet you got so many likes and love buttons. Nope. What do you mean, no? Nobody cares about your profile picture? No, no, they did, but yeah, yeah. I get about... 10 to 15 likes when I change my profile pictures. And I don't okay. get that. I've been trying to understand the psychology of a like button for a very long time. Like when people say things that are like overly emotional, a little bit too personal. And they're like, mm-hmm. um, today my, 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 grand, my grandma died. And then people hit it with like 35 likes. And I'm like, hmm. Why not they just leave it? yeah like why not just leave a message that says hey you know my condolences i'm sorry for your loss um you know maybe i can get your address send you some flowers but no i'm gonna hit it with a like button never got that never did i mean that's like oh i guess like a like a i've seen it button nowadays (laughs) instead of a like button I it's like I've seen it, and yeah. I acknowledge, and I feel some some way about what you're saying. Yeah. So there, I really was on fire for the idea of them having a dislike button, because I would have been shooting that shit out like the minigun in the Predator, just disliking all these people's random shit. But anyways, Jeez. let's get into. Um, did you have a good week before we get into? Yeah, the headline. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Good. I, my my shoulder's been twitching since I got like a um, a TB booster, TD booster. Recently. Oh, you got vaccinated. Yeah, I got a booster shot. Right, it's like after ten years. Yeah, yeah. You should get a booster again. Yeah, yeah. It's been twitching. I don't know why. Well, I was gonna say something controversial, but I'd rather not. I'd rather just dive into the news. <laughs> let's get into it so the first article coming from last weekend april 25th 2019 i don't think that's last weekend but it's a headline nonetheless jamie redman has the statistics are not popping up on this slow ass hotel internet but let's get into it these next generation mining rigs pack a ton of hash power Ooh, we mining 
Last week, mining manufacturer Bitmain launched its latest Antminer 17 series. Now, Canon Creative has published its own device specifications and pricing for the new Avalon Miner 10 series that processes between 31 to 33 trillion hashes per second. That is a lot of hash power. Wait, didn't they just put out like the Antminer S9 like just a year ago? Yeah, man. They're, they've got the industry by the short and curlies, my friend. So is and that I'm like eight iterations? About- I'm not talking about curly prize, huh? Yeah, like eight iterations have happened since S9, or is Ant Miner 17 like they went from nine to 17? It probably went from nine to 17. They hit a whole Xbox 360, Xbox One. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to the Xbox 720 or the Xbox 1080. <laughs> oh, anyways, that is a reference to. Okay. Never mind. In addition to Canon's latest miners, two more China-based companies are releasing next-generation miners this summer that mine at maximum hash rates between 46 to 70 trend, 70 terahashes per second. I don't know where my brain went. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like, I was gonna help you. Just what you know. When Sometimes you're my brain runs away. It's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. It plays that song from the 80s, and I ran, and then it just gets off. <laughs> and I'm like, brain, I need you. It's like, okay, I'll come back. All right, on to the next article. Um, I'm realizing these aren't last weekend's articles. I think I think Jesse's just article dumping at this point. Wait, what do you mean they're not last week's articles? April 25th was like not that long ago, bro. That was today. And you've got that in the April. weekend slot. Is that was was that a four twenty five? Yeah. No, it's just five days ago. What are you? Wait, what? Wait, oh, five. oh, that's today's date at the top. They changed the website. Okay, psych. I know what I'm okay. doing. <laughs> okay. Um, I was looking for the date like they usually put, but they just put today's date at the top. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I I see it where it's supposed to be. April 20th, let me go back to the first article that you just read. Is this it? is Bitcoin.com. So it says five days ago. There's no date on Bitcoin.com. Yeah, it I was just telling me the, the dates. Middle. Yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, oh. no, Bitcoin.com does the days ago, and then Cointelegraph does a date. date in the okay. middle. Yeah. Uh, Darknet users allege Wall Street market exit scammed, possibly snatching $30 million. So, um, hey, what is this about? Well, so during the first week of April, my man, uh, newsbitdoing.com reported on a large swarm of darknet market users uh, flocking from Dream to the Wall Street marketplace. Uh, These are darknet markets, if you know what I'm saying. They're in the dark. However, the migration hasn't been as successful as I may have first seemed with some uh, vendors alleging that uh, Wall Street was pulled an exit scam and and, uh, run off with about $30 in crypto, you heard. So... uh, I just feel like held an escrow where for what? Uh, that's a good question. Let's keep reading. But first, I feel like there's an echo. Is there an echo? Do you? Hear uh, I don't hear an echo. I swear no. I hear an echo. I'm gonna do something about that. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. I think it's in my head. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> That didn't sound right, but I, I feel like I hear an echo in the sound. We're going to keep it moving. Um, let's keep reading. Wall Street so, market users. Not long ago, the largest darknet market on the invisible web, Dream Market, decided to shut Jump down market. operations and transition to new marketplace. At that time, many users flocked to other markets like Wall Street, Kenzan, and the Majestic Garden. According to user and vendor reports, since the Dream closure, a huge number of users have migrated to Wall Street. The Wall Street marketplace has since reportedly amassed millions of dollars in Bitcoin and escrow before people started noticing issues on April 17th. One spectator commenting on deep.web.com on April 20th claims that Wall Street stopped paying vendors for finalized orders and all the funds collected were then transferred into a single Bitcoin wallet. Oh, not Wall Street. Not like no. actual Wall Street. Yeah, this like is the a... Wall Street on... Okay, <laughs> God. All right. Everyone laugh at Jesse. Laugh at him. Ah! <laughs> yeah. When I scrolled down, I saw the website called Wall Street Market. How long like, were you okay. sitting over there confused? 
that's what I was. I, that's why I asked the question where and and I asked those two questions and you didn't answer me. Oh, so I assumed didn't, you didn't know either. Well, thirty no. million held in escrow where? And uh, man, escrow and, is escrow. Yeah. It's just a third party account. It's just there. It's gone. They put it there, and they're holding it. Yeah, there. but with 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 who? With who? And. That's what I was asking, like, with who? Because, like, I thought it was Wall Street in general, not a, uh, a specific website called Wall Street Marketplace. No, no, no. This is called Shady Escrow, or Shitty Escrow, also known as Shit Scrow. And it's uh, it's where people's money is right now, where, where, where everyone's money is. Is that right, grammar? Where, where the money is? I wonder what they sell. Oh, it's just, okay. It's like weed and shit. Okay. Where the money is. That's right, Graham. Yeah, that's where the money is. All right, this is significantly less interesting okay. to me now. Yeah, yeah. Next article. And then we're moving on to Monday. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at Monday. Uh, that wasn't so good. Um, <laughs> so this is written by Stephen O'Neill, not the basketball player, uh, but the writer. Uh, Craig Wright continues to chase his critics as major crypto platforms boycott his cryptocurrency bitcoin satoshi's vision because not only is that the stupidest name of a cryptocurrency of all time but craig wright is a fraudulent man so monday's news your turn baby oh no no oh, oh no this is a big articles hold on, hold on this one's a big one yeah there's big there's two big ones at the end that are pretty interesting we Four Olympic gold medals winner tennis player Serena Williams has invested in Coinbase. Boy, is that good for Coinbase. Um, World-famous tennis player Serena Jamaica Williams. I had a crush on a girl named Jamaica in the ninth grade. Small small world. Serena Jamaica Williams revealed in an inst- her booty, though. I still remember it. It just hit me. Okay. Revealed in an Instagram post published on April 17th that in 2014, she launched her investment business, Serena Ventures. And that's not very creative, Serena. And silently invested in over 30 companies. She's making it rain on companies like Ludacris made it rain on Hotlanta strippers in 2001. According to the official website of Serena Ventures, the market cap of the portfolio is over 12 billion dollars holy shiitake mushroom and the diversity of the founders of the companies in which the firm invested is 60 percent oh boy the website further notes that the fund is focused on early stage companies and encourages collaboration among portfolio companies and expands partnerships and opportunities according to wikipedia is it quick quick wikipedia williams won four gold medals that who, who doesn't know that as coin as oh. hey man we're getting it out here, Jesse. We're winning. Mm-hmm. We are? Like, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Wait, we, we are winning? Yeah, we're winning out here. All right. Next next article, and then we're going to move on to Monday, but we're only going to read three of those 17 articles that you listed. Our net worth uh, is $180 million. Yeah, man. But the the fund is worth $12 billion. No, that's the market cap of the portfolio. It's like... If I invest in Amazon, then the market cap of Amazon, at least this is the way I'm interpreting it, the market cap of Amazon is 800 million. Mm-hmm. And if I invest in like 30 other blue chip companies, then I can say that the market cap collectively is like, I don't know, X amount of money. Hmm, not terribly sure. Because I feel like yeah, they would just. I guess that's the said, only way. That we, we have invested, you know, 20 million across 30 companies or else they would have just said that rather than saying the market cap of the portfolio is whatever um, i'm not too sure i understand that verbiage honestly uh, i feel yeah. like I th- i'm thinking my intuition says that the it's like how much the portfolio is worth but then i guess they would have just said the portfolio is valued at such and such right that's what makes sense to me but yeah. i don't know good, good catch jesse that's why ladies and gentlemen jesse is the fucking man so a number of cryptocurrency supporters have been uh, getting riled up. Come on, brain. Why do you keep doing that? A number of cryptocurrency supporters have been getting riled up lately over the at Bitcoin account. On t- I'm not reading this. Let's go into Monday. 
So what is this about, though? Like, are people reporting, they're reporting the app Bitcoin account to uh, Jack Dorsey specifically, and yeah. then he replied back? It's like, people have nothing better better to yeah. do. What did he Twitter. say? Go get a job. Huh? What did he say? What did um, Jack Dorsey do or say? I don't know. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. You're right. Man. Crypto Twitter has a lot of vitriolic energy, and lately some of it has been directed at the Bitcoin Twitter account. The account in question has over 930,000 followers and is controversial to some individuals because it regularly tweets about Bitcoin Cash. Uh, the app Bitcoin account described long ago how it changed its opinion since Bitcoin wasn't scaling and the core developers behind it decided not to fix the issues at hand. Uh. Oh, that's uh, all that happened. A, it says it in the first paragraph. So apparently they did ban the at Bitcoin account. And then they were saying, what What do we? What do you recommend? Or Jack Dorsey replied specifically to the social media executive. Oh, no, no, no. The social media executive replied, yeah, what do you recommend we do? Oh, okay. Uh, so it wasn't, there's no Jack Dorsey involvement. Oh, that, was, that was dumb. Oh, wait, no. It says, asked the Twitter CEO in the private message. I'm over it. Monday All right, yeah, I'm over it too. All right, here we go. South Korean Monday. First article of Monday. South Koreans invest an average six thousand dollars in cryptocurrency. Says new survey. Oh wow, that's juicy. So there's there's sixty four percent. Um, is oh okay compared to twenty seventeen, the average investment per person shot up sixty four percent over six thousand dollars. Um, so. 7.4% of the 2,500 adults surveyed said they bought cryptocurrency. Um, according to the survey, it was older investors who were the most common crypto buyers, those in their 50s, followed by 30 and 40-year-olds. Uh, so, I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, I'm going to call bullshit on this. Under the simple premise that there's no pie chart in here. Mm, okay. Next article. Next article, will Belarus be the first country with nuclear-powered Bitcoin mining? Belarus? I love saying that, but the answer is no. But let's, let's yeah. read. No, no, let's go to the next one, because there's a lot of articles for Monday. I've got okay. like eight or seven. Monday. Next one, JP Morgan Chase to add new, fe- uh, new features to blockchain-powered network for global banks. Oh, uh, BS. So what's going what's going on here? Banks straight through processing rates are in the mid eighties to mid nineties. It's that gap, the five to twenty percent of payments that have to be assessed by operations where we're trying to alleviate some of that pain. So what are they adding feature wise? Oh, JPM is really also trying to track the point of a blockchain if you've got to go through and assess the transactions. They really just don't get it. They don't get crypto whatsoever so next article no they're they're trying to yeah i don't know what what are they, what are they trying to do what are they trying to do? what's jp morgan's race chase chase trying to do besides make more money for their stockholders i mean ultimately hey did you know that kevin hart did you hear that um that podcast that Kevin Hart did with Joe Rogan, where Kevin Hart mentioned he was going to do a financial outreach education program with uh, Jamie yeah. Dimon. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Um, I think two things. I think uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is trying to get hip with the younger people, and I think that Kevin Hart is trying to solidify his brand. Hmm. That's about it. Oh, if you had to, if you had to assign percentages to altruism versus um, building, percent altruism, ninety nine percent brand building. Ooh, so you think like that was all like feel good? Uh, yeah, because you don't have to go on Joe Rogan and make an announcement to do that. Ooh, okay. You can just do it, and then I let see. people figure out that you've been doing it for a while. I see. But what, what maybe I'm of? wrong. Maybe it's 2019 and. If you give money to people, you've got to tell the world. Hmm. So I guess I'll go walk down the street, give some money to somebody, and snap it. Snap it, snap, chat it. 
Sniggity snizap. Snizap. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, do you think do you think Kevin Hart is like trying to be like a good guy to like black people or is he trying to like do it for himself? Um the financial reward between whatever partnership is going on behind the scenes between him, like uh Heartbeat Productions or whatever the it's a net positive for black people, but he doesn't need to partner with J.P. Morgan Chase to do that. He's got enough money to go into banking on his own and start locally and educate locally. He doesn't have to do J.P. Morgan. He doesn't have to do that. He thinks highly of Jamie Dimon, though. Um... Yeah, I don't know about that. I didn't. I didn't listen to the interview. So, but I, I just think highly. I think maybe he thinks highly of Jamie Dimon because Jamie Dimon is a very wealthy man. Maybe. Oh, okay. I said he was like a good guy. Jamie Dimon. Yeah. He could be. Um, he had some weird reactions to his. Like I saw this video that was going rampant on Facebook, or at least my Facebook, of a congresswoman who's asking him why, like. He pays below minimum wage to some people and expects them to live. And he's his comments, I guess, in the past where they should learn how to budget. And so she like went through. Yeah. So these are the bills people have to pay to survive. And guess what? <laughs> they are negative one hundred and forty five dollars a month. So how can you run a bank and you can budget and run the finances of a global mono, just a global mega bank yet you can't pay people a living wage and he was like no comment i i can't do math right now you're asking me to do math right now i can't shit pass i see (laughs) so um i see so when you get into the the weeds of things you just don't think he's i think at a certain point like people that are altruistic like truly altruistic you don't. You just don't hear about them. You don't. I think you're right. They do what they do because it's right. They're not out there, like saying, "Hey, look at how much money I get." It's a publicity thing. Like, hell, I even recommend it to my clients. I'm like, do something to get in the po- po- local papers, so people hear about you locally. Get some local customers. Donate a bunch of money to a school, and get in the papers. There's a plastic surgeon that went to go do um, surgeries in Peru for children with uh, like clef, yeah. clef palates and stuff. And uh, he was on an NPR show, radio show, talking about that. And then, as a byproduct, you know, they were you know asking him where where is your practice located, and he was like, I'm, I'm in downtown Atlanta. And so, do you think like, I guess I guess what I'm asking altruistically you know in this space in a lot of different aspects of life you have people performing things out of varying degrees of altruism and personal gain yeah do you think most people that are in the limelight are doing it altruistically or personal gain uh personal gain i see color me pessimistic but i don't believe altruism is something that exists i think people love to say it because it makes them feel good on the inside makes them feel warm in their belly yeah but in reality people look out for their own this that's true when you say your their own you mean like maybe closest first family then yeah like community then as good as altruism gets is giving money to your family for free other than that, it's a, it's a stretch, right? If you take your buddy out to lunch too many times and he never pays you back, you stop going to lunch with him, right? Right, you, right. So, I mean, altruism is, is a beautiful thing. It's a fun word to say, I'm altruistic. But you're not. You're full of shit. Like, most people are. Mm. So, I mean, it's just the reality that people aren't. And they don't do things for the goodness of the heart. Even the people that have like the grimiest jobs, right? Like, say people that like like pro bono lawyers, guess what? They yeah. still get paid. They get paid by the state. 
They wouldn't do it for free free. But it's not worth really their time if they could be doing it at their private practice. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, they could so, be making a lot more, but they're not making nothing. I see. So I guess what I'm getting at is like in my mind when when I'm writing. So for me personally, uh, when I'm writing like a personal statement How do we for we're talking about start. Jamie Dimon. Mm-hmm. Jamie Dimon and the fact Kevin Hart and how he was going to be talking about financial financially educating black people essentially, okay. and then we anyway. I'm for that. Don't get me wrong. So like, so no. Awesome. I guess people embellish their altruism for Brandy. for promotions for for trying to get you know accepted into. Like, like, look at college applications, right? College applications, you, you have to say you participated in community service to some degree. Um, yep. you, you had a leadership position with, you know, some group. You, you, you went above and beyond your, whatever you were doing that was, uh, enhancing your personal, um, your personal life academically, socially, whatever. Um, but it's kind of like it just it just it feels fake to me having to write that you did something out of a hundred percent feelings of altruism when did you i I'm trying to figure out a way not to so for my personal statement uh, yeah a way not to do that say uh yeah, I did nice things, but I got p- p- paid. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, no, but like, say, say, like, for example, pretend, pretend you're going to try to get admitted to a medical college, right? Okay. And you have to write a strong personal statement of why you want to be a physician. Mm-hmm. What do you think the typical personal statement is for most people? Ooh, I think for doctors, the most typical is like, I just want to help people. I just want to make sure that everyone is healthy. Uh, what is it? The um, what's that? Is the Hippocratic Oath? Mm-hmm. Like they they say a lot of things that are aligned with the Hippocratic Oath. I feel like that's your personal statement. Like when people are sick, I don't want them to be sick anymore. From my heart. Of course, you're a little bit more articulate than that. Right, but. I think that's the general theme of what you should be going for. But now, if we, I also if, know that doctors are doctors, but they're also scientists too. And I'd imagine I've worked with you long enough to just to know Jesse that you'd probably be doing a lot of research, and you'd probably be the kind of doctor that's more of a scientist than a doctor at all. Hmm. So, I would lead with that foot. I would say. I would lead with your curiosity about learning about the human body and its functions and tie that into your engineering background and lead with your strong foot of being functionally curious. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. On other notes, we're going to get into... uh, Skip to Tuesday, and let's zoom through it to get to Wednesday. Uh, it's lightning. Um, Twenty-one-year-old jailed for ten years after stealing seven point five million in crypto by hacking cell phones. Ooh, ooh, ooh they gonna get your booty hole, man. That's what happens when you fuck around. So let's. Re- <laughs> oh man, I was drinking some something, and yeah. A 21-year-old man has been sentenced to 10 years in prison after becoming one of the first people in the U.S. to be convicted of stealing cryptocurrency. Why? Because it's money. But we're not going to get into that philosophical argument right now. That's too much for Friday. In February, Joel Ortiz had pleaded guilty and to theft. Had pleaded guilty and to theft. And it... are you reading that? <laughs> yeah. That's, r- that's wrong, right? Like I'm it- not... No, you're right. 
Okay. Should be he had pleaded guilty to Who's that. Who's writing these damn articles? Thomas oh, Sims man. for this one. This is a bot. Had pleaded guilty and to theft and accepted the ten year plea deal. Okay, I'm I don't even want to read this. A guy went to jail for sim swapping, and this bot is writing articles apparently. Uh, let's let's move it. Mm. Oh, another bandit. The crypto bandit. That would be his song. That would be his uh, theme song. Another article by Thomas Sims, the bot. Blockchain Bandit has stolen 45,000 ETH by guessing weak private keys report claims. A blockchain bandit has managed to amass almost 45,000 ether by successfully guessing weak private keys, according to a report released by independent security evaluators on April 23rd. Adrian Bednarek, a senior security analyst, said he discovered the sophisticated hacker by accident. He was just taking a deuce, and he noticed, whoa, there's a pattern in his private keys. And it is is meant to be, so while guessing a private key is meant to be statistically improbability, a to be a statistical improbability, he managed to uncover 732 private keys through his research giving him the ability to complete transactions as if he was the account holder. The report notes that rather than using a brute force search for random private keys, it used a combination of looking for faulty code and faulty random number generators. Bednarek then noticed how some of the wallets associated with the private keys found with their suboptimal methods had high volumes of transactions going to a single address with no money coming back out, Bednarek said. There was a guy who had an address who was going around and siphoning money from some of the keys we had access to. We found 735 private keys. He happened to take money from 12 of those keys we also had access to. It's statistically improbable he would guess those keys by chance, so he was probably doing the same thing. He was basically stealing funds as soon as they came into people's wallets. Hmm. According to Bednarek, the private keys may have been vulnerable because of coding errors in the software responsible for generating them. Another theory is that crypto owners who obtain private keys through passphrases are generating identical ones by using weak entries such as ABC123 or even leaving their passphrases blank. Wow. So here's the thing, guys. If you're going to be in crypto, you might want to read the first chapter of any book on cryptography introduction to cryptography put that in your amazon search bar right now click enter one of those books are you looking at it soak it in read the first chapter okay just just read the first chapter after you read the first chapter go change all your passwords and stop doing dumb shit okay just stop it just just stop it you're making all of us look bad and feel bad too because you're like oh, i lost my money i lost my money and we're like how'd that happen and oh well my password was one two three four five six seven a and i thought the a would throw someone off look stop it just just get the book you know sometimes amazon lets you rent books you can rent the book read the first chapter put it back in the mail send it back now you know tired of this shit jesse i'm really tired of it (laughs) i'm tired of these people losing their money by being fucking dumb like don't get into something if you're not going to be smart about it i'm tired of this shit i wouldn't hop on a mountain bike and go down a sharp incline without educating myself on how to go down a sharp incline Mm. tired of this shit all right wall street journal States that a Japanese billionaire SoftBank founder has lost a hundred. <laughs> lost hundred and thirty million dollars. This one's different on a Bitcoin investment. So some Japanese billionaire and founder of multinational conglomerate SoftBank Masayoshi-san reportedly lost over a hundred and thirty amili with his Bitcoin investment. Uh, why did you sell, man? The whole everybody in the world is saying hodl or hodl plus. You you dummy. No, his problem was he bought at twenty k. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he <bought it>. Like <laughs> he he hit it perfect. Yeah, 
right when, <laughs> right when he bought everybody was selling how much is this this is up 1400 percent. this is definitely something i gotta buy right now <laughs> sorry uh masayoshi san that's you better uh you better not do that again you do that too many more times and you're not going to be a billionaire anymore just saying better stick to the hibachi grills and let bitcoin do its own thing so next article uh screw it let's go to wednesday your turn jesse okay um see oh um monday and tuesday they had these two articles at the at the end of the days Um, coinbase files to close its political action committee so i didn't even know they had they had a pack and end of Tuesday, Coinbase closes Chicago office and scales down work on matching engine. I don't really know what the matching engine was supposed to be for. Matching engine. You talking about these guys that go on to jail for selling drugs for crypto? What are Man, you talking there's about? There's a lot of... I guess the, the mainstream articles are really trying to tell you that like doing nefarious things with cryptocurrency is oh, no selling longer... Drugs. Yeah, it's no longer going to be something that you can do. Like, I have a buddy, um, Yaya. You might know Yaya. He's, um, shit, he's got a podcast of his own. He's a security professional and a, um, a money laundering guy. So, basically, if you've ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks, he's Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, but black. And now I know what you're thinking, the audience. We didn't need to know he was black, but now you do. So, fucking deal with it. But anyways, he's he's Tom Hanks, and he he shares his articles with me about um, about people going to jail all the time now for for doing nefarious things with cryptocurrency, and it's not just Bitcoin anymore, Ether, Nano, like it's all of it. Like so, just be a good human, and you don't have to worry about these problems. If you're a bad human, you're gonna have to worry about all the typical problems that bad humans do. So. So these two guys, this is Wednesday, first article Wednesday, U.S. two men plead guilty to selling drugs for crypto and laundering $2.8 So they were illicitly selling steroids and controlled substances and laundering millions of dollars in cryptocurrencies and Western Union payments. Callaway Crane, 35, Mark Sanchez. Callaway Crane and Mark Sanchez. That is one hell of a duo. Sorry. (laughs) Mark Sanchez. Injectable and oral steroids as well as medication to counteract the adverse effects of their use, including... Wait, what? Medication to counteract the adverse effects of their use is Xanax, Valium, and Viagra. What? That doesn't make sense. You need, like, a estrogen inhibitor, like Arimidex, or... Not Xanax, or whatever. Callaway Crane and the High Noon Boys. At it again. <laughs> I wonder how jacked these people are. Let's Google that. I'm just curious. Oh, this dude's not jacked. Like this guy goes through, like a restaurant, and let's say he goes to Fuddruckers, and they're like, okay. "Hey, sir, what would you like?" And he's like, and "I'll have a, I'll have a quarter pound burger, medium rare, with Swiss cheese, please, and onion rings." And they're like, "All right, sir, what's the name of the order?" The name is Callaway Crane. Get it right. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a fake name, huh? What kind of name is Callaway Crane? That's a gamer tag right there. You were killed by Callaway Crane. I, I, I like it. The more you say it, the more I, I really like it. I really like that name. I do. I do. Uh, I'd like to make a All reservation right. for 6, Friday, 7 p.m. Give me the good seats. All right, sir. What's going to be the name on the reservation? The name's Callaway Crane. No, 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 no. The name is Crane. Callaway Crane. The name's Crane. Callaway Crane. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a good like anti-bond villain. <laughs> I'd like to put three five-pound bags of Tootsie Rolls on layaway, please. Here. All right, sir. No problem. Not gonna ask you why at all. What's the name? The name's Crane. Oh my God. Callaway Crane. This, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know what's oh, funny? 
Joe up? is probably going to be laughing when he listens to this podcast. Tell so it's like everybody else. The name's Crane, baby. Get it right. Me and my high noon gang and the Sanchez boys coming through town to steal your crypto. All right, I'm going to move on. Lightning Labs launches Lightning Network client for main Bitcoin network. Uh, all right. Lightning's on main chain. Okay, cool. Uh, report. What? I like how we spend five minutes on Callaway Crane, and then Lightning is on the main chain, and we're like, yeah, no biggie, whatever the fuck. Next <laughs> one. <laughs> no, it's a really big deal, but we got a, we have like a ton of articles. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Samsung cool. planning a new blockchain mainnet featuring Samsung Coin. All right, I'm going to skip that one too, really. Uh, we'll go back to the, the Lightning Network launching on the main chain just to see what the details are on that. Um, next article, Bloomberg, John McAfee pauses plan to out Satoshi Nakamoto's identity fearing lawsuit. Huh. So he's, there's a quote in the article, my entire life I've been tracking people who are the best in the world and hiding their identity. Finding Satoshi was a piece of cake for me. So, man, that's, uh, what's up? Do you think do you think he's gonna fake his death before he has to chop off his wing? Ooh, I missed some things. I had to John John McAfee. Oh, <laughs> he's saying he knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Oh man, I really don't like that guy. I really dislike he, him. Well, no, no, like, but like, serious question. Like, what do you think the chances are? Like, out of hundred percent, that he's gonna like fake his death in order to get out of the Bitcoin to a million, or I'm eating my own dong. Uh, I'd say it's a 50 50 chance, which is high odds in a lot of situations. So, okay, fair enough. Okay, last one uh, Ledger appoints its president, Pascal Gauthier, as new CEO. French hardware crypto wallet producer, Legend Ledger. Wow, Legend would be cool. Ledger Legend All right, has named its president, Pascal Gautier, as new CEO of the company. Gautier, a seed investor and board member, initially joined Ledger as its president and will now reportedly be in charge of you know exec... What? Yeah? I'd like to interview McAfee, but I'd like to interview him from a very, like, a very aggressive stance of, like, hey, in the morning, when you wake up, what's the first bullshit lie you think of? Oof. And just like let him roll with it and say like, look at listen to listen to what he says here. My entire life, I've been tracking people who are the best in the world and hiding yeah. their identity. Finding Satoshi was a piece of cake for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I read okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, hey man, when you look in the mirror at your face, do you hate it? Or he sees God. He doesn't see himself. Jesus, guys. Like, this is the shit holding crypto back. We can't get an endorsement from fucking Tim Cook or fucking even P. Diddy would be better than McAfee. Jesus. Eat my own dick. Anyways. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail you there. No, you're fine. Alright, so... Lightning Labs is also committed. I'm, I'm just uh, going back to the article about the addition of lightning to the main chain just to make sure I'm not missing anything. All right, here we go. At the beginning of the month, news broke that the US-based startup SparkSwap has completed a successful seed funding round to create a decentralized exchange based based on the Bitcoin Lightning network. Um and then there's a report about the Moon startup, the uh, crypto payments processing startup Moon. Uh what else? Neutrino Bitcoin client newly released Oh, here. The newly released solution uses the Neutrino Bitcoin Light Client, which reportedly allow allows for the use of the Lightning Network scalability solution without downloading the entire blockchain first or handing over control over funds. For the that's why would adding the Light Lightning Network have anything to do with the fact that trimming has existed, running like a trimmed blockchain has existed, or whatever. For the announcement, Neutrino only needs to download and verify tens of megabytes. 
which can be done in minutes, enabling practical use of or on smartphones and other low power devices. The, the Lightning Network has an effect on how small you can trim the the blockchain that you're what? working off of. That's so that's what doesn't. Read this paragraph, um, third paragraph from the uh, from the end of the article in the article Lightning Lab Labs launches Lightning Network client for main Bitcoin network. Third article from the bottom, the newly released solution uses the Neutrino Bitcoin Lite client, which reportedly allows for the use of the Lightning Network scalability solution without downloading oh. the entire blockchain first or handing over control over funds. For the announcement, Neutrino only needs to download and verify tens of megabytes, which can be done in minutes, enabling practical use on smartphones and other low power devices. But I thought megabytes would be seconds. That wouldn't be minutes. Tens of megabytes, but like I I I didn't realize that the lightning network has to do with the fact that you can trim or prune the the blockchain file down to tens of megabytes. I thought that was inherent with the client itself. This is a big article. If you can wow. Cuz when you when like I I remember like it's been a while. Let me see. No, yeah. How how small how small does the uh, Bitcoin core client run prune? Uh, let's see. The Bitcoin core client. That's just full. That's not a light client. It's... Right, here we go. Prune five fifty. So you can reduce the storage size uh, with prune with the option prune equals n, where n is the target size in. Uh, megabytes that you'd like to allow so prune equals zero disables pruning mode prune one allows manual pruning via rpc and then prune 550 automatically deletes previous block files to stay below this target size so Wait, so what's being pruned what what are they taking out to verify the transactions is it the headers is it the witness um so that's an even deeper question i'm just surface level asking i didn't know that Lightning Network had anything to do with prunability of of the blockchain data yeah, on any cloud. This is new to me as well. That's new to you. Okay, yeah. is that is that true or is that something this article is getting wrong? Because I don't know. Is that is that real? Um, that's a, I I can't give you an answer of from a knowledgeable standpoint right now, my friend. That's something okay. I don't know about the Lightning Network. Hmm. I should, I should test this. Yeah, the Lightning uh, Network is something I'm not gonna test until they work the kinks out. Kind of like the first version of a new video game platform. You don't. Want, I mean, I downloaded. I I ran a full node for like a week, and I was like, "Yeah, this is fun," but at the same but time, I don't want to. I didn't want to like keep it running, so I shut it down, and now I'm kind of waiting for the kinks to get. I'm waiting for it to be better. I got you. I think that's fair. I'm just curious. Answer my question. Taking a hit. Damn, I didn't even notice. Uh, That's nothing bad. Yeah, Um, they were on the third. I I remember in price talk. Yeah, it was like uh, it's gonna tank. Set your buys one sixty, one sixty, one fifty. Start buying. You said that. I was telling it because who was asking. Was it uh, Daniel? Daniel was joking. We were both joking back and forth. I was telling him, like, I'm playing around with ETH, and then I'm setting my buys, rebuying. And uh, it was funny, because that's the current level it's at. Got lucky. Yeah, it's at the 140s. So, Oh, guys, um, while, we're li- while you're listening to the show, we would like to let you know that the Bitcoin Podcast is going to be released on patreon now on sundays and on tuesdays you get access to it so um if you want the early access uh, be a patron go over to patreon.com search for the bitcoin podcast network and you'll find us just wanted to sneak that in there as we go into thursday's news we're gonna zoom through the rest of these articles for you guys um Blockchain payments firm BitSpark is releasing a stablecoin peg to the Philippine peso. 
So we're going to have stable coins all over the world now. And that's just the way it goes. Um, hey, BitSpark was the um, the Lightning Network new service, right? I don't think so. That we just read, no? I don't think it was. Let's no. go back to that article. We'll take a look, though. All right. Well, um, JP Morgan continues to explore blockchain for cross-border payments, having signed 220 banks worldwide along the way. Um, this is garbage um next article yeah it was called spark swap not bit spark or whatever yeah yeah it, it's a testament to the creativity and the naming in this entire industry right now new crypto mining malware bp uses leaked nsa hacking tools semantic research shows american software company uh, american software security firm semantic found a spike in a new crypto mining malware that mainly targets enterprises. Uh, this is reported by TechCrunch. Uh, the new crypto jacking malware dubbed BP uses the leaked United States National Security Agency hacking tools to spread throughout corporate networks to generate... Oh, I'm going to go ahead and download these hacking tools. Why the fuck not? To get my hack on? Shit, I want to hack some shit. Oh, that's just, oh, that's just a link to another article. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a month for those tools. Yeah, Damn. never mind. Uh, no, 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 no. That's how much they're generating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm not sure what this. That's just it's. Again, they're giving you like seven hundred fifty thousand, but that's like how many computers are infected? How long are they on? How long is that? You know, how long can you? Uh, Does it matter? I mean, they're Superman tooing their way to riches, my friend. Does it matter? Does all those things matter? I mean, um, Darknet rises with six new markets since Wall Street shut down. And for the last article on Thursday, (laughs) you didn't need it like the article Crypto Kicks. Nope, didn't need it. Top traders held talks on making crypto part of global financial architecture, says Bloomberg. More than 20 of the crypto market's biggest traders gathered in January for talks on making digital assets and tokens part of the global financial architecture. According to a Bloomberg report published on April 25th, the meeting was reportedly arranged by Standard Chartered Executive Haolong Leng, and uh, representatives from Galaxy Digital, Coinbase, and Binance were among those said to have attended the talks at the luxury resort in Singapore. Bloomberg reported that the meeting has resulted in plans for a clearinghouse for crypto. Dur- oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm over this article. <laughs> I'm serious, uh, man. Like, why are we going backwards? Why do you I'm need tell- a clearinghouse? You, remember, remember the first few podcasts we did for yeah. Just the Header? I was like, they're going to take crypto. And they're going to put it as the buggy behind the horse that is the traditional finance infrastructure. They're just going to take it and put it right back there. You don't need a clearinghouse. It's what the fucking blockchain is for. Bitcoin's going to be marketed into like uh, gift card oblivion and like like bonus points, spending points. And people are going to forget. They're going to dilute it so hard. I'm getting like old geezer <laughs> tendencies now. I'm like getting frustrated with this. What? Like everybody's doing. It's like a it's like a purchasing rewards program, right? If you if you spend twenty bucks in store, you get ten points, ten crypto points for, I don't know, Target. Yeah. Ten Target Target cryptos. I don't know. I feel like that's what it's going to devolve into. It's not anything like I hoped it would be right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It just, it's really, it's (laughs) it's getting, it's getting dumb fast. It's getting dumb. There's nothing. Coles needs to stop sending me emails about their crypto wallet. Warren Buffett might be right. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Um, it might turn out to be the dumbest thing ever <laughs> sorry guys i didn't mean to be a bummer on your week i i, I hope you and the and callaway crane 
can get together <laughs> some point this weekend and go see the new Avengers movie. Uh, oh, Gamora dies. Huh? What? Gamora. How, did you already see it? Or no, how did you she know? died in the first Avengers movie. I mean, come on. Oh. It's two years ago. Let's get it to oh. Or it was a year ago. I, I like ruining movies that I know everyone's seen. Like, hey guys, uh, in Terminator 2, uh, the good guys win. Hate to bring it to you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. In Bambi, Bambi's mom gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> A Lion King, Mufasa dies. Yeah, spoiler alert. Mufasa dies. So, yeah. Hey, here's another one. Jurassic Park, spoiler alert. They get off the island. So. <laughs> King Kong, spoiler alert. Yeah. The giant gorilla dies. Falls Does off he really? the building. Yeah. <laughs> you not, did you really not know that? <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Rambo, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character survives. In Rambo Wait. 2, he kills like 3,000 uh, Asian people. Yeah. Wait, in Terminator, the one that they brought back Arnold as uh, in, in like a cameo appearance, what was that one about? I never watched that. I feel like he's been making a cameo appearance in Terminator since the very first one. Oh, phoning in an acting job. Burn. That's a burn on you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, what other Please. movies can we... Oh, Armageddon. Spoiler alert. They save the Earth. Asteroid loses. But somebody dies, right? The dad dies. Oh, I wasn't going to take it there for man. <laughs> well, True story, and then we'll wrap this up. The first movie that made me cry real man tears in the movie theater, Armageddon. I was 13 years old, and I watched Armageddon, and Harry Stamper stayed behind on that rock, and you saw his life flash before his eyes in that scene with like cutting, and then the asteroid blows up. And then the music plays. And I was like, oh, shit, man. Not Stamper, not Harry. And then I started oh, crying. Mine was Men of Honor. In Word. the beginning, where where Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad goes, don't you come back. Don't you come back here. And then she like, tells him, it'll be a long time before, before you come back. And like, don't. Like he, because he he tells his dad like, "I'll oh, I'll come back and help you with the farm next summer." And he goes, "Don't you come back?" And then and then he's got like the little radio with ASNF, a son mm-hmm. never forgets. And then the end, Robert De Niro is like counting off the steps while he's, you know, walking in the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, movie was deep, man. That was a good movie. You know, another movie that got me like I didn't expect it to get me. I went in expecting a sci-fi bonanza. Interstellar with Matt Oh yeah. I was just about to say that one right after you mentioned uh yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. When he gets off that water planet and sees that he missed his kids entire life and his grandkids entire life, I was like oh, I can't take this shit. And I just started yeah. like water just started flying out of my eyes. <laughs> flying out. So uh, anyways, guys, that was a nice. We've had some personal moments on this episode of Just the Headers. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, please go to the BitcoinPodcast.com and sign up for the Slack, and you can come in and hang out. We've got quite colorful conversations going on every day, day in and day out, and it's a testament to this nice little niche community that we're building over the years of uh, podcasting about cryptocurrency. We we have so many so many wonderful personalities in there, and you can join us. So Jesse, if you have nothing to add, I uh I'm gonna say say la vie. Nope, I got nothing. All right, thanks for Thank listening, you, everybody. Play that mother loving. <laughs>